TED Audio Collective. This TED Talk features technology mentor Nadia Youssef, recorded live at TED at BCG 2018. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls, starring Renee Rapp. Or add-on channels like Max for the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. So... Imagine a company hires a new employee, best in the business, who's on a multi-million dollar contract. Now imagine that whenever this employee went to go meet with her team members, the appointments were ignored or dismissed, and in the meetings that did happen, she was yelled at or kicked out after a few minutes. So after a while, she just went quietly back to her desk, sat there, none of her skills being put to use, of course being ignored by most people, and, of course, still getting paid millions of dollars. This hotshot employee can't seem to catch a break. Is that company's technology? This scenario is not an exaggeration. In my job as a technology advisor, I've seen so many companies make the well-meaning decisions to put huge investments into technology, only to have the benefits fail to live up to the expectation. In fact, in one study I read, 25% of technology projects are canceled or deliver things that are never used. That's like billions of dollars just being wasted each year. So why is this? Well, from what I've seen, the expectation from the top management is high but not unreasonable about the benefits from the technology. They expect people will use them, it will create time savings, and people will become genuinely better at their jobs. But the reality is that the people on the front line who are supposed to be using these softwares and tools, they're skeptical or even afraid. We postpone the online trainings, we don't bother to learn the shortcuts, and we get frustrated at the number of tools we have to remember how to log into and use, right? And that frustration, that guilt, it's racking up the more that technology is inserting itself into our daily working lives, which is a lot. Brookings says that 70% of jobs today in the U.S require at least mid-level digital skills. So basically, to work these days, you need to be able to work with technology. But from what I've seen, we are not approaching this with the right mindset. So here's the idea that I've been toying with. What if we treated technology like a team member? So I've been running my own personal experiment about this. I've spoken to people from all different industries about how they can treat their core technologies like colleagues. 
I've met with people from restaurant industry, medical professionals, teachers, bankers, people from many other sectors. And the first step with anybody that I would meet with was to draw out the structure of their teams in an organization chart. Now, I'm a total geek when it comes to organization charts. Org charts are really cool because if they are drawn well, you can quickly get a sense of what individual roles are and also how a team works well together. But if you look at a typical org chart, it only includes the boxes and lines that represent people. None of the technology team members are there. They're all invisible. So for each of the organizations that I met with for my experiment, I had to draw a new type of org chart, one that also included the technology. And when I did this, people I spoke to could actually visualize their technologies as coworkers, and they could ask things like, is this software reporting to the right person? Does this man and machine team work well together? Is that technology actually the team member that everybody's awkwardly avoiding? So I will walk you through an example of a small catering company to bring this experiment to life. This is the top layer of people who work at Bovingdon's Catering Company. There's a sales director, manages all of the customer interactions, and there's an operations director, manages all of the internal activities. And here's the people who report to the sales and operations directors. And finally, here's the view where we've overlaid the software and the hardwares that's used by the Bovingdon staff. Now, using this amazing org chart, we can now explore how the human team members and the technology team members are interacting. So the first thing that I'm going to look for is where there's a human and machine relationship that's extra critical. Usually, it's somebody using a technology on a day-to-day -day basis to do his or her job. At Bovingdon's, finance director with the accounting platform would be one. Next, I would check on the status of their collaboration. They working well together, getting along. In this case, it turned out to be a tenuous relationship. So what to do? Well, if the accounting platform were actually a person, the finance director would feel responsible for managing it, taking care of it. Well, in the same way, my first suggestion was to think about a team-building activity, maybe getting together on a specialist course. And my second suggestion was to think about scheduling regular performance reviews for the accounting platform, where the finance director would literally give feedback to the company who sold it. Now, there will be several of these really important human and machine teams in every organization. So if you're in one, it's worth taking the time to think about ways to make those relationships truly collaborative. Next, I'll look on the chart for any human role which might be overloaded by technology. Let's say, interacting with four or more types of applications. At Bovingdon's, operations director was interacting with five technologies. Now, he told me that he'd always felt overwhelmed by his job, but it wasn't until our conversation that he thought it might be because of the technologies he was overseeing. And we were talking that if the operations director had actually had a lot of people reporting to him, probably would have done something about it, because it was stretching him too thin, like move some of them to report to somebody else. So in the same way, we talked about moving some of the technologies to report to someone else, like the food inventory to go to the chef. The last thing that I'll look for is any technology that seems to be on the org chart without a real home. 
Sometimes they're floating around without an owner. Sometimes they're reporting to so many different areas that you can't tell who's actually using it. Now at Bovingdon's, nobody appeared to be looking after the marketing software. It was like someone had hired it and then didn't give it a desk any instructions on what to do. So clearly, needed a job description, maybe someone to manage it. But in other companies, you might find that a technology has been sidelined for a reason, like it's time for it to leave or be retired. Now, retiring applications is something that all companies do. But maybe by taking the mindset that those applications are actually coworkers could help them decide when and how to retire those applications in the way that would be least disruptive to the rest of the team. I did this experiment with 15 different professionals, and each time it sparked an idea, sometimes a bit more. You remember that hotshot employee I was telling you about? Everybody was ignoring. That was a real story told to me by Christopher. A very energetic human resources manager at a big consumer goods company. Technology was a new HR platform, and it had been installed for 14 months at great expense, and but nobody was using it. So we were talking about how, if this had really been such a hotshot employee with amazing credentials, you would go out of your way to get to know it. Maybe invite them for coffee. You know, get to know their background. So, in the spirit of experimentation, Christopher set up one-hour appointments, coffee optional, for his team members to have no agenda but to get to know their HR system. Some people they clicked around menu item by menu item. Other people they searched online for things that they weren't clear about. A couple of them got together, gossiped about the new software in town. And a few weeks later, Christopher called to tell me that people were using the system in new ways, and he thought it was going to save them weeks of effort in the future. And they also reported feeling less intimidated by the software. I found that pretty amazing. That taking this mindset helped Christopher's team and others that I spoke to this past few months actually feel happier about working with technology. And I later found out this is backed up by research. Studies have shown that people who work in organizations that encourage them to talk about and learn about the technologies in the workplace have 20% lower stress levels than those in organizations that don't. I also found it really cool that when I started to do this experiment, I started with what was happening between a person and an individual technology, but then it ultimately led to ideas about how to manage tech across entire companies. Like when I did this for my own job. And extended it. I thought about how our data analysis tools should go on the equivalent of a job rotation program, where different parts of the company could get to know it. And I also thought about suggesting to our recruiting team that some of the technologies we work with every day should come with us on our big recruiting events. If you were a university student, how cool would it be to not only get to know the people you might be working with, but also the technologies? Now, all of this begs the question. What have we been missing by keeping the technologies that we work with day to day invisible? And what, beyond those billions of dollars in value, might we be leaving on the table? The good news is, you don't need to be an org chart geek like me to take this experiment forward. It will take a matter of minutes for most people to draw out a structure of who they work with, a little bit longer to add in the technologies to get a view of the entire team, and then you can have fun asking questions like. 
which are the technologies that I'll be taking out for coffee. Now, I didn't do this experiment for kicks or for the coffee. I did it because the critical skill in the 21st century workplace is going to be to collaborate with the technologies that are becoming such a big and costly part of our daily working lives. And from what I was seeing, we are struggling to cope with that. So, might sound counterintuitive, but by embracing the ideas that these machines are actually valuable colleagues, we as people will perform better and be happier. So let's all share a bit of humanity towards the technologies and the softwares and the algorithms and the robots who we work with, because we will all be the better for it. Thank you. For more TED Talks, go to TED.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TED Talks. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TED Talks. Odoo, modern management made simple.